Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the latest episode of the Wrestling Index Podcast. As always, your boy, TK, in the house. And if you're watching on YouTube, you could see I am not alone. I got the low. I got bread. I got big dick Brett from the Brain Buster Boys in the house. What's good, bro? Yo, yo. A lot of good. A lot of great wrestling happening this past weekend and last night. And NFL season starting shit tonight. But our teams play on Sunday, baby. Oh, but the NFL season is tonight, baby. Like you said, a lot of good wrestling. A lot of drama. A lot of stuff to talk <laughs> yeah. about. We're going to try to get you guys in and out here in an hour a little quick uh, housekeeping. You can find the Wrestling Index podcast right here on Floor Cyber Sports YouTube, FloorCyberSports.com, Visionaries Global Media Network, and all audio platforms. So make sure you check out the Wrestling Index podcast and make sure you check out the Brain Buster Boys podcast, Brett's show, also on Visionaries Global Media Network and most audio platforms as well. So check out the shows, like, subscribe, do your fucking thing. Brett, I want to talk Yo. to you, man. It's been a fucking week. We had Clash, Clyde, All Out, that fucking media scrum, Raw, Dynamite. We ain't talking about all of them, but we got to hit some major fucking fucking hot points. Let's just start with fucking, let's start with A-Dub. All right, we'll, we'll, yeah. very, we'll very briefly talk Clash at the end of the show because I want to get your opinion on a couple matches that happened there and, and a couple of things that happened on that show. But yeah. the focal point of everything right now is AEW and All Out itself. You know, I talked about it a little bit yesterday. I was there. I fucking enjoyed the shit out of the show. Maybe maybe like a 7 out of 10 overall because it was so long. Yeah. High points for me. The acclaimed in Swerving Our Glory. The trios title match. The women's fatal four-way match. And I really enjoyed the casino la the ladder match. And I liked... I, I, I love the world title match. I didn't know CM Punk. It was great. Yeah, yeah it was really match. good. It was a really good match. Yeah. <laughs> and, you fucking awesome. and you turned on Moxley... And Brett, and it's Brett, okay, I, it's okay. I will. I'm gonna apologize to you, and I'm gonna apologize to Mox one more time. You're not like Mox is listening. Not like Mox gives a. Why don't you fuck. apologize to Renee as well? I'm, I'm sorry to Renee as well. <laughs> I will never root against your family. You are my favorite wrestler. I love you dearly, deep, deep in my heart. And they live here now, so hopefully, I run into you all one day, and I'll be very nice and cool to you. Oh, you love him. You I always see that. Renee. I always see her like posting Instagram stories around town and at Finley Market. And it's like, I hope I run into you sometime. <laughs> she just seems fucking awesome, too. She does. She seems like a sweetheart for sure. Very cool girl. But, but bro, anyway, I want yeah, to we got a lot to get to. Yeah, I want I want to talk about you, man. I want to you got your Bengals you're going on excited for the NFL. I know you're pumped, but all out, man. What, what did you enjoy about the show? Yeah, I mean, let's start with it. Ishii Kingston, holy shit. I mean, I assume you were there for that match, right? And I apologize that I didn't include that in my matches. Yeah, I did last I, I, inclu I, I included that last night. Don't worry. That was the first match yeah. I said. First I match see... I talked about. It was yeah. fucking incredible. It was everything I wanted it to be. It was better than their match in New Japan earlier this year, which uh, Ishii did get the win on that. I, I had said Kingston did when we talked last Thursday. So that made sense why Eddie did win this one, even though we picked Ishii. But holy shit, yeah. I mean, they started with the chop battle. Um, what up, Clark Street? What up, um, 
They started with the chop battle, which I don't know. You've probably not seen, but I don't know if you're familiar. Kenta Kobashi and Kensuke Sasaki and Noah in the Tokyo Dome in 2004 had an epic match where they chopped each other for like four minutes straight, literally four minutes straight in the ring. And like the crowd didn't know how to react because it's like they build up to a crescendo and then they keep going and they build up. And there was a lot of that in this. Like, you know, they went for what? over a minute straight, I'd say, of chops. I mean, maybe closer to two. And I felt that the crowd at one point did crescendo and had to come back down, and they kept going. And, my God, it was great. Um, I haven't had a chance to rewatch this one. I did rewatch my favorite three matches on the main show, which I'll get to. But, yeah, it was fucking great. Um, and I'd obviously love to see it again. And give me all the Kingston versus Japanese strong-style wrestlers you got. Four and a half stars. Oh, okay. Very good. That's, I was going to ask you if anything hit. I'll, five, give, I'll give you my, yeah, I'll, I'll get there. I'll get All there. Right. There was right, one match I had at five stars and one that I like to call four, eight, eight kind of in between, even though I don't do that, but I should start doing that. The four, eight, eight and the four, six, six are the kind of in between. I like, I like that. I like that for sure. I think for 2023, I might, start incorporating that because you know for me like there really are some high-end four fives and you know high-end four seven fives but anywho so that trios tournament unbelievable so uh Bo and i watched this with our buddy rich who you know um oh, and, a, love rich. and a couple other friends including one guy who came up from louisville so we had five do well six rich's roommate watched so we had some good energy in the room we were drinking some beers, ripping some cones. You know how it goes. Yes, sir. But this one definitely got the blood going for sure. I mean, we're I'm a huge hangman guy, huge dark order guy. Obviously love Kenny and the Bucks too, but we were all on team dark order for sure. And man, yeah, this was everything we wanted it to be. We got great interactions between hangman and Kenny, especially at the end. Whoa, sun's coming through bright here. Um I loved at the end when it was, I think, Silver and maybe Matt Jackson, and they each, like, dragged them to the respective corners, tagged out. They went head-to-head. Yeah, it was fucking great. We had the continued drama with he and the Bucks. One, not attacking Matt's back early on, which was causing a little rift there. And then, of course, later in the match, this hangman was about to go for the Bucks shot and the grab of the leg. That's a tale, an age, uh, a tale as old as time, <laughs> as we now know. And then, of course, the finish with, um, you know, oh, well, before we get to that, holy shit, the best spot was Silver countering the one-winged angel because I have never seen that ever. As many Kenny matches as I've seen, I've not seen anyone counter it like that into a roll-up. Like, anytime he's gotten them up and they're on the way down, that's it. The only one I can think of is Okada got a rope break, and obviously Ibushi kicked out of it in 2012, even though people – refuse to say that um <laughs> but that that might have been my biggest pop of the night like i when i get real excited i get i like grab on to whomever's next to me like oh and like i put my hand on my legs friend and it was dangerously close to his hog i'm like because oh, <laughs> i just like grabbed on and i think that was the moment of just like oh fuck and then the finish with hangman hitting silver with the buckshot and then trying to get him and being held back heartbreaking but yeah, just unbelievable. It was what, like 18 minutes, 19 minutes? It was Amazing. incredible. And that crowd was so into that match, dude. It was back and yeah. forth. We had no idea who was going to win. Me and my wife were so into that match. 
we were actually kind of rooting for the elite as fucked up as that sounds. I was going that's, back and forth. Hangman fine, yeah. And it was real fucked up because, as you know, I was never a big elite guy. And now, like, me and my wife look at each other and we're like, why do we love these guys? What the I fuck always is have, wrong you with know us? that. But, yeah. I just think they're, you know, douchey fucking people. I mean, they're probably not douchey people, but, uh, you know, your perception is not always reality. <laughs> I thought they were just super kickers, leg slappers, high spot guys. And the Young Bucks are one of the most talented tag teams of all fucking time. For dude. sure, yeah. And Kenny, not- o- and Kenny Omega is one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Yeah. And it took AEW to really get me. It took like a year and a half of AEW for me to really understand that. And I'm glad I did. Um, yeah. I think the Dark Order and Hangman probably should have won, though. But I well, especially now. <laughs> but I guess Silver got hurt, and I know Reynolds was on crutches after the fact. But anywho, um, yeah, it was amazing. Um, next high spot, definitely acclaimed versus Swerve in Our Glory. And as I said on your stream last night, we finally found our favorite Swerve in Our Glory match. Yes, we've been. We we've been <laughs> Jeremy, Jeremy from the In Time podcast. Want to give him a shout out because he was just asking that question incessantly on one of our streams. <laughs> and I guess before this, it would have been the match where they won the tag titles. That three way with them, yeah. the Bucks and Starks and Hobbs, great match. This one even better. Uh, holy shit! So the acclaimed early on, Bo and I would trash him. We did not like them. This was like, you know, well before they were over, they were still heels. Like, we always liked Bowens because he would just grab the boombox and yell, and he was better in the ring. But we were not fans of Caster. We just called him, like, a hack Russell Wilson because he looks like Russell Wilson. And we just didn't like the raps. And then, like, people were loving him, and we're like, we just don't see it. We don't get it. But even it, before this night, it had crystallized. But that night, it really crystallized. And Bo and I were like, I think our room was as hyped about this match than anything. Even the trios, like, this one had us. And I think it was because it was unexpected. Like, I don't think anybody thought this match was going to be this good. I know. No. I sure did. I mean, it's a 4 8 for me if we're going back to that. I, I stuck on four seven five. I rewatched it. Again, it's fucking great. But, um, man, the emotion in this, the drama. Bowens is a fucking star. Holy shit. Like, I don't know if that tweak of the knee was real. It might have been. But, like, the way he was selling, unbelievable. The way both these guys undersized, working with these bigger guys, looked so smooth. Obviously, Caster hitting the, I'm going to call it the F you. And Cena showing him love, some love on Instagram was great. Uh, but yeah, this was, it was awesome. Just back and forth. Um, you know, so many near falls, pin breakups, you know, everybody wanted the acclaim to win. And again, in heartbreaking fashion. And I didn't notice this until the second watch where Billy Gunn was late, but tried to slide into the ring to break up the pin. Like I love shit like that. Hangman, same thing, but, uh, yeah, they've been right all along. Everybody loves the acclaimed. I can't believe it, but wow. Yeah. Scissor me, Daddy Hog. Yeah. But yeah, it was incredible. Tell me what it was like being in the building for that, because holy shit. All right. So let me tell you. First and foremost, the Now Arena is the shittiest arena in all fucking all the world. All right. I've been there for all out or all in. But so I went, I went to get my wife. She she was really fucking hammered. Uh, We drank a lot before we went there. We drank a lot of vodka lemonades once we got there. She needed a hot dog and a popcorn in the worst way. I went to get her a hot dog and a popcorn before this match. All right. 
So I stand in line for like, I miss like Jaden Athena um, and like something else. I stand in line, not a goddamn thing. 15 minutes in one line, they run out of hot dogs and popcorn. Go downstairs, run out of hot dogs and popcorn right before I come up. I was fucking livid. So I'm pissed. I'm pissed. Like I'm drunk too. And I'm just like angry now. Now I'm like, this is bullshit. It's a five hour fucking show and you have run out of fucking hot dogs and fucking popcorn in the venue. What is wrong with you? So I actually am kind of pissed off. I told my wife, I was like, I'm fucking pissed. And like, I don't even give a fuck about the show anymore. And then like swerving our glory, come out, the acclaim come out. I laugh, you know, I laugh at the fucking Lizzo line. We, yeah. I'm, as you know, I love Keith Lee. My wife loves Keith Lee. We love Swerve. So we were, you know, kind of into that, but we were kind of pissed off about the food situation. So we were kind of down. Chicago was going crazy. Oh, sister, yeah. daddy. For me personally, a quarter of the way through that match, I started to forget about the hot dog. Halfway yeah. through the match, I had not thought about that food anymore. And I went from like yeah. on my seat to like up three quarters yeah. of the way through that match. Holy fuck. You're, you're the, levitating at this dude, point. Dude, by the end of it, I'm I'm Chris Angel walking on fucking water, dude. Like, this is the greatest match of the night. You Keith Lee. I said, if anyone watches that fucking match and says Keith Lee isn't a good wrestler, fuck all the way off. Don't watch it anymore. Stop watching it. All right. That guy is a stud. Okay. And Swerve is a much better heel. So now For you have sure. so now you have that that slow burn or not even a slow burn they were getting booed like fuck on dynamite swerve and lee are yeah. not gonna be the heels the, i love it and going into the match i didn't think the acclaimed were on that level of tag team champions mm-hmm. no swerve and neither. keith lee in that chicago crowd there. maybe made yeah. them at I arthur totally ash grand agree. slam they gonna are win. gonna win the tag titles and they deservedly are, yes yeah yes we're it wouldn't have been deserved page. yeah it wouldn't have been deserved in chicago but what they yeah. I, swerve and Keith Lee, what they did for the Absolutely. acclaim during that match, dude. Fuck that five stars for me. Incredible yeah. match. Banger, 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 banger. I want to ask. I want to ask you, where does that match rank in terms of matches you've seen live? Uh, yeah, it's it's definitely up there. It's not as good as the tag team title match that I watched live last year at All Out because that is. Oh quite, God, yeah, I forgot that, you were there. <laughs> yeah, I said I was there for Stone Cold Bret Hart. I was. a 12 year old kid yeah but i was only a 12 year old i was a 12 year old kid though so i didn't appreciate what was going on so yes that is the greatest match i've ever been to but you know bret hart slapped my grandpa in the crowd on accident (laughs) so like that'll always be everything to me all right yeah yeah but the young bucks versus the lucha brothers in that cage match last year at all out was the greatest thing that i've ever seen in my life encompassed with the lucha brothers entrance and the way the young bucks almost won that match like 52 times and i was oh. vehemently me and the wife were vehemently rooting against the young bucks cuz we were hardcore lucha bros uh, fans yeah. and who wasn't and when they won so that match is the the best match that i've ever seen personally um, obviously the Bretton Austin thing is a Bretton Austin thing, but I was 12, yeah, you know, I'm yeah. a fucking grown ass man now who like appreciates and sees shit. So that yeah. match, but bro, that swerving our glory, glory, acclaim match was fucking definitely up there with the best Devin Clark street wrestling. Thanks for tuning in brother. Always we the ones he said swerving a glory versus the acclaimed was one of my favorite matches of the week last weekend. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah it the, was. Two, the two we just talked about, um, are my, third and second favorite matches of the weekend respectively you could probably guess my favorite i would think uh but we'll get there 
Yeah, 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 for sure. I would I would think for sure. Uh, Bakley just said, Bakley, thanks for tuning in. Check out Cage My IQ on YouTube. Fantastic channel. He just said they just announced CM Punk will be out eight months due to injury if he is still employed with the company. We will definitely be talking about that here shortly. And then D, thank you so much for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Austin versus Hart. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, I was I'm 37. I'm an old ass man, dude. My grandpa took me Rosemont. Uh, Rosemont Horizon when I was a kid, dude. It was fucking WrestleMania 13. I'll never, ever, ever, ever forget it. Still my yeah. favorite WWE match of all time. Yeah, you know, I've said it a hundred times. When they fought through the crowd, they fought right past us. Bret Hart accidentally whacked my grandpa on the shoulder. Fucking so love my great. Rest in peace. I'll never <laughs> fucking forget it, dude. But keep talking about the show. What were the other highlights? Yeah, I mean, the, the main event. I mean, those are the clear top three matches plus kingston ishii on the pre-show i do want to at least mention briefly because i i tuned out last night as you guys were shit talking the uh, danielson uh jericho match i liked it um i liked it because it stood out on this card as something completely different than what we'd seen and i talked as we were kind of previewing the show i mean i'm a I'm a wrestling history junkie, so to speak. So one, it surprised me that their only singles match was on NXT, the original episode one. And I thought Jericho looked fucking great uh, as Corazon de Leon. And he made that reference last night, which was great. You know, this I, I put it at four stars. I thought it was just an excellently wrestled match between the two guys. Obviously, Danielson made Jericho look great for sure. And now we've got a rematch next week. Um, but yeah, I liked it. But on to the main event. Yeah, I mean, this was great. I mean, let's try and take everything out that was after. And for me, who won the match? Because um, we were all heavy on Team Mox, for sure. Of course you um, And were, I, yeah. I do want to go back real quick for our energy in the room for that tag title match. I, I can only recall it being eclipsed one time and it was during that tag title match last year the one you just mentioned the lucha that was the most i'd ever seen Bo into a match it was was for it, the lucha bros it was and it was similar and it was similarly for the acclaimed on this but <clears throat> yeah loved the reverse of what they did with the squash with cm punk coming out and you know because it's like we talked about it how do you book this after mox just fucking squashed him I think this was kind of the only way to do it. You have him get one over on him real quick and tease that because then, okay, now Mox is, you know, he's fighting from underneath to some degree here. It was surprising that Punk was the only one who bled here. Um, yeah. He, he, and I guess that tope where he allegedly hurt himself, that was pretty early, right? Yeah, it was. It was. And then he busted open and then Punk or Mox was working that cut. And then it was it took him a bit, but started working that foot. And he was just relentless, you know, basking in being a heel, but still getting some cheers like, you know, he was playing the heel, but not really. It's just kind of the circumstance. But he was so great. How did and, yeah, uh, I mean, how did it come across on TV as far as like the volume goes like for CM Punk? Yeah, because it felt very loud for CM Punk in there. Oh, for sure. Like 80 plus percent CM Punk. But you were, you know, as the match went on a little more for Mox. But I mean, he was certainly getting booed, too. But yeah, I mean, it was heavy for CM Punk. But you know, I've ripped on CM Punk for like the two botches in the Hangman match. And it's like, you know, he's not what he was. But hey, when he keeps it simple and you have a great story, the guy can still have a hell of a match. Is it his last? Maybe. Uh, if it is, a pretty good one to go out on. And 
Yeah, it's uh, unfortunate Mox loss. It's unfortunate what happened after, but I thought this was a damn good match in a vacuum. All right, so did you have any five-star matches from this pay-per-view? Not from this pay-per-view. I had that at four and a half. I had Kingston Ishii at four and a half, and then the two aforementioned at four and three quarters. All right, so usually I would just stick with the progression of what's going to happen next, but I want to know your five-star match, and I'm fairly certain I know it. So I'm going to fucking – let's just hop over to the other side of things really quick before we hop back over to the media scrum and dynamite because I want to know your five-star match. So we also had, on, on top of All Out, we had WWE Clash of the Castle this weekend. I, fucking fantastic show. That crowd in Cardiff was absolutely incredible. I enjoyed that show from start to finish. Sheamus and Gunther was fucking – absolutely incredible i'm assuming that was your five-star match and yeah but it's walter <laughs> i know i know <laughs> no I was, yes that was it yeah. and i had predicted that would be my match of the weekend ahead of time too so yeah i mean do you want me to just jump right in dude talk baby <laughs> yeah talk talk like it's again very similar to the ishii kingston in terms of just two big meat slappers beating the piss out of each other but just from the moment it began, one with Ludwig coming out and bringing back Giovanni Vinci and Imperium, like that set a tone. You know, our boy Butch was just going fucking bonkers out there, like during the entrance, like it felt big immediately. And then they get in the ring and the two factions start brawling and the stare down was just fucking perfect. I kind of wanted it to go even longer, but once the bell rang, it was immediate. Excellent. Um, yeah, I mean, you knew Seamus's chest was going to look like hamburger given how white he is. Um, I thought Walter's chops in the beginning felt a little light, but then when you saw his chest, it's like, oh, maybe the ring's just not mic'd up very well. And then they got more and more vicious as it went on. Um, you know, called, called to mind the Walter Champa match from last year as well. You know, pretty similar to that, but obviously Seamus ain't Champa. You know, he's a big, bigger motherfucker. But in terms of just Walter kind of dominating, 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 you know, the first half of the match, really. Um, but, yeah, I just thought this was amazing. By far, Sheamus's best match of his career. Like you said, the crowd was unbelievable. Wanted him to win so badly. <clears throat> and I just loved, again, how it ended with just – what the one clothesline he hit finally because the first power bomb was kind of weak but then he got him up for one and then again after all they'd fucking been through all it takes is that one mammoth clothesline to knock him out and that was that but yeah it was perfect um it was I, there's nothing else to say about it i think it's the best match that's happened in wwe in years uh main roster i'd have to go back like I know I don't have a five-star match over the past two years on WWE main roster. I'd have to think back, but yeah, this was everything uh, I think we thought it could be and more, but God damn, it was great. Dude, two big beefy boys slapping meat. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. Like you said, Sheamus's chest looked like fucking hamburger meat, dude. They beat the like two minutes ball. in. Yeah, they beat <laughs> yeah. the fuck out of each other. Vinci coming back was amazing. Having Imperium back together and whole again is awesome. I wish they were back at their old names, all of them, but whatever. Yeah, still you cool. could you could say that about a lot of people on that fucking roster, and you know maybe yeah. maybe over time it maybe over time it happens, but that match itself was awesome, and I was very very pumped to have Imperium back. 
the other match I wanted to talk to you about on this show was the the world title match between Roman yeah. Reigns and Drew McIntyre. Before, real quick, I just want to yeah. say, even like they were stiffing each other pretty big in that match. Like even Sheamus's body shots, like as he was getting his ass beat, like you could tell how hard those body shots were because you'd see a mark on Walter, and just all the little things were just so great in that match and like neither of them let down and it was great but yeah world title match i got some thoughts for sure yeah i was happy with the ending of the intercontinental title match though because i didn't want sheamus to take the belt off of gunther yeah he is still elevating that belt and i want gunther versus lashley at survivor series and and i want sheamus to eventually go face and then once sheamus is face then he can take the belt off of gunther at like wrestlemania or something and then yeah. Gunther could be elevated to the next level, uh, main event or whatever it is. But yeah, world title, Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns. Devin, if you're still listening, I apologize, but you know exactly how I felt about this. I was very upset Drew McIntyre didn't get the win. Um, and the match, the, the match was awesome. Roman Reigns could do no wrong. Sola Sokoa de- made his debut, helped Roman get the win, which I love adding to the bloodline. Now you got Roman, the Uso, Sola Sokoa, and you know, Sami Zayn, honorary Oost, just chilling. <laughs> but, you know, I did like that aspect. But at the end of the day, Drew McIntyre should have won and they should have split, you know, figured out a way to split these titles. You should have given Drew that moment in front of his crowd. There is no reason not to. That crowd was so hot for him. But the biggest thing for me, which, which pissed me off mightily, was the end of it. There is no yeah. reason Drew should have been celebrating in the ring with Tyson Fury like that, singing a song, saying, let's go party. That was just as bad as the 1993 SummerSlam, which I talk about <laughs> about eight times a year when Lex Luger didn't get his win over Yokozuna and fucking celebrated like he won the world title with Macho Man, the signers, the Tonka, the yeah. U.S. flag. Oh, I you know. win, Lex. And Drew, you know you lost. Show should have ended. Roman walking up. Holding the belt up, solo behind him, Drew in the ring like this. That's it. Then you party with the crowd after yeah. the is there. Dude, yeah. match yourself, bang, result, bad, happy solo was there, hated the fucking celebration. What'd you think? So again, from someone coming in pretty cold recently, um, Triple H's biggest misstep here was allowing that bullshit to happen on camera. Absolutely. Like, what? there was no reason for that at all after the loss. If it was a win, absolutely. Um, it's funny you mentioned SummerSlam 93. I just want to do a quick story because I had just told you I was listening back to one of our old shows where we had reviewed um, the Bret Hart's uh, British Bulldog SummerSlam 92 match. There's a reason I'm bringing this up. We, were, we had Kevin Rogue on the show from the Year Up Duke and Rogue podcast. Great show. Great guy. Funny guy. Hates Lex Luger. Fucking hates Lex Luger. <laughs> I, don't know if, I don't know if I like I don't know if I like him anymore. <laughs> I know, but it's it's a fun hatred. And I'm just, I'm um, just kidding. He had brought up something on our show about how SummerSlam 92 closes with Lord Alfred Hayes saying Cheerio, like something at the very, very, very end of the broadcast that we didn't catch. I did upon going back, but he's like. But once that's done, stop it right there because you know what's going to happen. You're going to go to SummerSlam 93 and no one wants to see that shit. (laughs) And I knew he hated Lex Luger. So, again, it was just really funny. Long-winded to get here. Um, Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Drew definitely, definitely, definitely should have won. I mean, clearly that's not who they're putting the belt on or else it would have happened there. 
Now, if they if they still have Drew beat him, fucking terrible. So, whatever. He should have won. It really deflated it. I mean, obviously, before Solo came out, like, it seemed like he had it. But, again, given what happened, like, that was a cool way to debut him. Yeah, I liked the match. It had that big fight feel. Absolutely. The crowd was awesome. You know, it was long, but it didn't feel too long. You know, the ending did sour it for me a little because I did want and think Drew should have won. But, you know, still a great performance by Roman. Um, I went four and a quarter stars on this. Um, But, yeah, that's kind of all I got to say. The end was absolute bullshit. I turned it off because I'm like, is this really what's happening here? So I guess my question for you is who takes it off Roman and when? Like, I just thought this was the perfect time. Like, it's been two years. He's now allegedly part-timer. Like, what else does he have to do? I mean – Sure, was the plan all along maybe going to be Cody? And maybe that's what they're waiting for, but I don't know. I think it's dumb. Yeah, so really quick, I do want to say, uh, Bakley said the reason they did that at the end was to hype Tyson Fury's fight against Joshua, but he said it was who, dumb, and that'll happen in, in, in that stadium in December. But yeah, that was stupid as fuck. I want to say my favorite part of Clash of the Castle, Clark Street Wrestling did a live watch-along. Um, it was awesome watching their live reactions, talking to everyone nice. in the chat. But if you go on their, if you go on their Twitter, or it might even be on, or I think on their TikTok, they got a bunch of like reactionary videos, like to the ending, like where Roman almost got beat after the Claymore, and like when Roman yeah. hit a spear, and just like watching Devin and Fees fucking react like live because everyone knows Devin's the biggest like Roman Reigns travel chief supporter out there. Shit yeah. was fucking incredible. So like, go check that out on Clark Street Wrestling for sure. And Bakley just said Roman won't be wrestling again until November, and that leads me to what I was going to answer your question, Brett. Who could it be? I think right now there's only one answer. There's only one guy. And you have the, you know, you the brand thing you do at Survivor Series where you have champion versus champion. But Roman has both belts. So how do you do that? Well, you need someone from Raw theoretically to fight him. Who is that? There's no man better. There's no man more over right now. Kevin Owens. Oh, well, I guess he's close. Sorry to steal your thunder, but that's where I thought you were going. (laughs) No, you're no, because he's him and him and Sammy are going to be the ones to take the tag titles off the well. Yeah, we talked about that. That'll be the thing, but it's oh, oh, Seth fucking Rollins versus Roman Reigns Survivor Series. Book it, have Seth take the belts off of him, dude. That's what I would do. Cody wins the Rumble, Cody takes it off of Seth. You can still do Rock Roman at Mania without fucking the titles on the line. Bang, bang, bang. Yeah, that's that's fine, I guess. Um, Devin yeah, says, sorry, love just, that. Yeah. yeah, Devin goes, love that match, plus my tribal chief one, too. Let's keep the streak going like The Undertaker. Yeah, I, I think I, Seth, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, I guess the reason I mentioned KO is he's continually bringing up Roman. You know, even in the two weeks that I've been watching, he's referenced the 18 months twice. Yep. So I guess I was thinking where there's smoke, there's fire. But yeah, I mean, like we talked about, maybe he's doing that because he and Sammy are going to feud with the Usos. I hope so. If, yes. if you know, otherwise, what are they doing with KO in this? Um, well, so, it, would yeah, be, I mean, it, would, it would be great if he went back after Roman. And as much as we love KO, 
Kevin Owens right now, if you've been watching WWE over the past two months, six weeks, since Triple H has been back in charge, since the prize fighter has been back, he is fucking nonstop, dude. His mic yeah. work is second to none. His in-ring work is fucking fantastic. Like, he is back, bought in, I, better yeah. than ever. I told you, he's my favorite guy in WWE, so I love to see it. Um, and he always has. He's been, like, the one, not regret, but, like, I've missed him a lot from not having watched – every week from 2018 till now. So quite, quite good to frankly, have, good to quite have him frankly, back. bro. You ain't missed shit because he I hasn't know. done a goddamn thing, bro. I know he hasn't done shit. And that Roman match at the Royal rumble last year was awesome for sure. Oh, uh, it was, and it when was he, when he got hit by the golf cart and oh, we didn't. And when Sammy got hit by the golf cart on the pre-show at all out, that was fucking tight too. That was cool too. For sure. <laughs> But yeah, man, that's really all I got for Clash. That's all I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about the the Gunther match for sure, and then the the world title match. Did you? Have I really else you liked to discuss. I really liked Riddle Rollins. Um, I, oh you know, yeah. We talk, yeah, we talked a lot about that build and how great it was, and I thought the match delivered. I thought it was awesome. Uh, very intense. You know, I thought they had great chemistry in the ring together. Seth deserved and should have won. Uh, Riddle clearly wants another match and bring it on. Um, yeah, I went four and a half on that one, five on Seamus Walter, and four and a quarter on the main event were the ones I rated from here. And I still haven't watched Worlds Collide. I plan to only watch Ricochet and Carmelo and Bait Breaker. Um, and then I saw it seemed like NXT was really good this week. So I uh, probably will check out some of those matches as well. I also, <laughs> I keep, I'm also, I had no idea the a, that A-Kid was Axiom because I kept seeing this name and he fought Nathan Frazier. So I'm sure that's really good. Yep. They're doing a, they're doing a best of three series, those guys. So Axiom, I, I won't say who won the first one, but you know, so they'll, they'll be doing that over the next couple of weeks. Yes. Yeah. Everything, everything you just said. Um, Seth Rollins hitting the super curb stomp on Riddle was fucking orgasmic. And then Worlds Collide, the show was, it felt like only it was only like two hours. It flew by. It was yeah. a very, very good show. Mellow and Ricochet was good. Bait and Breaker was good. I enjoyed the Fatal 4-Way tag match. Mandy Rose wrestled the best match of her career in that triple threat match. Yeah, I may check that one out as well. I, You know, I like some Make Me Sad No More. Yep, and then Make Me Sad No More wrestled a banger of a match with Roxanne Perez. Yeah, yeah. NXT. So that's the one I'd heard was the best match of the show. So Bakley just said who, it in the comments. Yep. It was and then who funny. did wasn't Wes didn't Wesley wrestle someone pretty good too? No, I don't think Wesley wrestled. I thought he had a promo. I could be wrong. I was I was in and out of that. I was just I was just going off cage match rankings and I'm like, whoa, these are really high for NXT. It, it was a really good show. The The Miko match was really good. They did a really Wesley good. Wesley versus J.D. McDonough. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. See, I have absolutely no interest in anything that J.D. McDonough does. I know Bakley's going to be upset about that. But that guy does nothing for me, which is why I completely forgot about that match. Because quite, I like probably... Jordan Devlin or some Jordan Devlin stuff. Um, but, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I liked I liked his early stuff. He since he's been in NXT as this JD McDonough guy, it's been I know yeah. it's only been a few weeks, but it ain't done fucking a damn yeah. thing for me, dude. But overall, NXT bang. They I love the Cookie Brothers. They broke up Diamond Mine. There's progression there. Um, Bakley says, "Don't you say it about his boy JD McDonough, Jordan Devlin." I'm just not I'm not a huge fan of the guy. And then to end the show, he got involved in the main event afterwards. So I don't know if they're gonna put him back in the title picture. Feud with bait, whatever. But 
let's flip back to the other side of the dial now because I want your opinion on all the motherfucking dramas, dude. So we mm. talked all out. We talked Clash at the Castle. After all out, the media scrum. Everyone knows what happened. I'll be quick because I've already said my opinion. People have heard it. I want to hear your opinion. I'm going to say it one more time. After everything that Tony Khan has done for you, motherfucker, $5 million, brought you in after seven years, all the publicity in the world, you win the world title. You drop the world title because you got a fragile body. He gives you another title shot. He puts the title back on you. In Chicago. In Chicago. And that's how you go and represent your company. That's how you go. I'm too old. My back hurts. I can't deal with these fucking kids. Why you chomp on your fucking cupcakes and drink your fucking ginger ale? Shut the fuck up, CM Punk. (laughs) Fuck you, CM Punk. If you had that big of a problem with these guys, if you had a problem with Hangman, take it up in May. If you had that big of a problem with the elite because Cody Rhodes dipped the WWE and you thought they had something to do with it, you thought they're leaking stuff about Cole Cabana, Go to the back and challenge them to a fight in the closed door. What are you doing? I'll tell you what you're doing. You can fuck off. Fuck off. Moxley said it. Weak heart, weak mind, fragile body. Fragile body. John Moxley, again, I'm so sorry I abandoned you. I love you. I'm ashamed of this tattoo on my fucking arm. He is a fragile-minded, weak fucking bitch. I hate him right now. Pussy. God damn it. But it gave us a reason. I can't say it any better myself. <laughs> Fuck! Sorry, I didn't think I was going to get so heated. I got into it last night, but goddamn. Uh, what up, named, Nick, the UW pod? We named oh. our episode All Out Brawl Out, and I wish it would have named it Brawl for All Out as a play on the Brawl for All. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um, but yeah, I agree with pretty like everything you just said um the i think one thing that's been going unstated is how tony Khan let that happen you know he's sitting right next to him you gotta stop that as he's fucking burying the foundation of your company i mean i've worked in pr for professional sports like that's been my job granted i wouldn't have had like the high level but i've been around as media talking to people and it's you just gotta know what to do uh, so Tony, hire me as a PR person because you guys sure as fuck need it. Um, I think that was a huge misstep. Yep. I think the fact that if this really, I think, all boils down to how much CM Punk fucking hates Colt Cabana. Like, let's think about it. That's his big issue with pretty much all of this. I Hangman mean- making his comments in the promo. Him thinking the Young Bucks allegedly leaked shit. That's, I mean, what what else is there that's causing him to truly blow up? Yeah, there's other things surrounding that. But at the end of the day, like, I think that's his whole fucking, so is it really worth ruining your whole career over a hatred for your old best friend? Because that's what you just did, buddy. So I think that's crazy. Um, you know, of course, I, like, we don't know exactly what happened. So I'm not going to sit here and say Kenny and the Bucks were completely in the clear because I highly doubt they were. Um, but, you know, Punk saying, like, ripping on these guys that have never done a thing in this business. They created the company that you're in, dipshit. <laughs> like, oh, man. it's in- And you're right. Tony gave him everything. Everything. And this is how he treats him and the, it's like, this is now Tony Khan's time to be like, I need to stand by my fucking guys. And if not, there's going to be a big problem beyond this. So 
I guess do, do do we want CM Punk to be fired? You know, there's rumors that he's out eight months. Personally, I do. I'm done with it. I think it's all just caused problems recently that we don't. We, he's not needed. There's way too much talent there. Yeah, he's still pretty good, but I don't need to see him anymore. Um, yeah, let's get back to the roots. How do you feel? Do you do you want him to be fired? Not do you think? Do you want him to be fired? So I have a buddy, uh, his name's Joe. He uh, He's one of my childhood best friends. We actually had like a falling out very similar to CM Punk and Cole Cabana. Ironically, uh, you know, we were working together. Best by you know, best friends should never work together. He was my GM. I was a sales manager of the store. So like we fucking be fighting and shit. It, and it hurt our real life. Good thing is we put our relationship back together. Um, we're, you know, really good friends again. But he is the biggest CM Punk fan I've ever met in my life. He watched that DVD over and over and over and over and over again. Um, you know, he'd be up at all hours of the night drinking and be like, yo, let's fucking watch Punk again. Bro, we watched this shit 24 fucking times already. Yeah. He wants CM Punk fired. He thinks he's fucking just absolutely pathetic for what he did in this role. And for me, it I, I can't say that I want him fired because I still think that there is. Do I think he should be fired? Yes. Do I mm-hmm. want him to be fired? No, solely because I think if these fucking idiots can all put the, sure. this beside them, I don't think they can. But no, I, think, I don't think they can either. I because he's got a fragile mind, a fragile heart, and a fragile fucking ego. But yeah. I think if he was able to somehow put this all behind, he's got eight months to go home. Eight months, go relax, do your thing, come back for double or theoretically come back for double or nothing. All right. You bring him back as a heel because no one's going to cheer for him. By that time, you got eight months, and I've been spewing this like crazy over the last month. You could turn FTR by then. You could turn Wardlow by then. FTR is, yeah. already, FTR is constantly tweeting their unhappiness to AEW. They did it again last night. Cash did it again twice last night. He said, we should be next in line for those tag titles, and then he really misses seeing two-on-two tag team matches on Dynamite, all right? So mm-hmm. little things there, you turn them. Wardlow's promo last night, while it was him being a face, he could have easily ripped that into a heel promo. Oh, yeah. You could have them with Punk feud with Kenny, Hangman, the Bucks, and you have so many variations of matches with Hangman, Wardlow, Hangman, Punk, Punk, Kenny, Kenny, Wardlow, the Bucks, FTR, trios mixed in there. But I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, that's... And for the sake of what I saw in the company last night, and we'll talk about Tony, what Tony said in Dynamite, but for what I saw last night in the refresh and the restart that we got, fucking fire him, dude. We don't need it. He had a chance to make all this money with these guys. and he Multiple chances. And Bakley just said this is now the second time he has done this. You know, he did it in WWE. He didn't say doing it to AEW now. Bakley says he should be fired. I, I think he should be fired. Do I want him to be fired again? I think if he can get past his fragile fucking ego, there's a lot of money to be made. Yeah, but I just don't think he can, which is why I I just sure see him go. Because, yeah, last night when we can transition into Dynamite, last night was fucking awesome, you know? Uh, the trios match to open the show, six AEW originals. I think it's time, like, let's start shining more of a light on these guys that have been there, that built this thing, like, yeah, you, you still have your Danielsons and Coles and Miros and ex-WWE guys that are going to be there, but let's show some love and appreciation for these people that helped get you here. Uh, so I loved that. Um, I think the Tournament of Champions is a great idea. 
Um, you know, I thought the bracket made a lot of sense as well. We'll get into it. Um, but yeah, it was just a really good show. Um, and yeah, like, I guess, you know, it's, it, it's awful to think like that this has just been happening with the titles. Cause I'm sure you and I, I know fantasy booked all this and it's like, now you've got all this interim and Punk's a two-time champion and Mox is a t- like I always wondered like who's gonna be the first two-time champion because that, that could have happened years down the line you know so all the everything with the titles is just fucked up right now Trio's title TNT title's been fucked women's title obviously we've got interim bullshit TBS who gives a fuck um so it just seems like it's time to put some prestige back on all your fucking titles and because i think there was a lot of prestige in the first two years of this company it did mean something they were new you know no one had been you know it's like we're the second tag champs we're the second world you know it meant something so hopefully within this reset that that can happen And yeah, I thought last night was great and let's all move forward and kumbaya. Yeah, it was an absolutely incredible show. Devin said CM Punk can leave. He's sucking the fun out of yeah, wrestling. He's ruining a good thing. To which Nick agreed 100%. It's uh, not fun anymore. And Bakley said there was so much passion last night. And there was so much passion exuded throughout the whole show. I would say it's yeah. a top five dynamite of all time. When the announcement came out that these guys were suspended yesterday afternoon, yesterday afternoon, the the elite were suspended. Obviously, you have to strip them of the belt. What better thing to do? You already had the match in place. You've got this yeah. long feud that's been going on for years between the best friends in Orange Cassidy and the Death Triangle. I tweeted it out right when Tony, you know, the suspension came out. I said, "Put the trios championship on the line in that match." Boom! Yep. Does it? Love it. And then. I said that they should do a fatal four-way between MJF, Mox, Jericho, um, and Hangman. But this tournament of champions is awesome. And Tony may have been reading from a teleprompter to start the show. But the announcement that he made was absolutely perfect. We've been asking, and Bakley brought this up like three months, like two months ago. So we need a refresh after All Out. Maybe this bullshit that happened with the media scrum was the actual reset that we needed booking-wise. Because the Tournament of Champions is fucking fantastic, even though it's just only over two weeks. But we are going to get a new AEW World Champion at Arthur Ashe at Grand Slam. All the matches are going to be great. As we saw last night. Fantastic. You got the tournament. You had on one side, it was Hangman versus Brian, or or Brian Danielson. And then you got in the other, in Sammy Guevara against Darby Allen. That's going to happen. both, there's a ton of history with both both matchups. And then also with now Jericho and Danielson. And it would have been whoever won that match. Ton of history with either of them and Jericho. Yep. If Darby wins, Mox Darby, they've wrestled a few times. They've even tagged together a few times. Mox Sammy, I can't recall if, I don't know if they've had a singles match, but they've got beef, you know, Kingston and all the Jericho Appreciation Society shit going back to that. So, yeah, I fucking loved the bracket. Um, Let's just go ahead and say it. I'm picking Danielson over Mox in the final. I said that even before Hangman won. Because, I, you know, I or before he beat Hangman, I mean, because I didn't think they were going to have Danielson lose to Hangman again. I really don't think Mox is going to lose to Darby or Sammy. I think they're not going to have Danielson lose to Jericho again. And what better than a rematch of the Blackpool Combat Club brethren? And if Mox was planning to take a vacation anyway, 
you know, give Danielson something. He's been kind of, you know, he did have the injuries, been a little bit out of the shuffle, especially in terms of Blackpool Combat Club. All those other guys had belts. Um, and I think it'd be easier for, you know, if he does drop it to MJF, easier for him than a Mox, I'd say. Like, you don't want yeah. Mox to drop that belt again very quickly. But maybe MJF doesn't win it right there. Frankly, and that's we're getting ahead, but I'd kind of like to see whomever wins again. But putting prestige back on the titles, getting some lengthier title reigns. I guess the only belts that haven't really been fucked up are the tag titles. I think those still feel pretty, pretty good, especially after last Sunday. But uh, yeah, so that's kind of my take on the whole tournament. What about you? Yeah, uh, like you said, and like Bakley said right here, Daniel should win the belt and get a fresh matchup between Danielson and MJF. I kind of thought Hangman was going to win last night. I don't know why. It was really bad booking on my behalf because I just didn't see. <laughs> I thought they wanted to do this Hangman Moxley thing for a while. Yeah. Um, but I guess I didn't put two and two together that Moxley was supposed to go on vacation. I thought Moxley was going to win the belt. So yeah. that's why I thought yeah, it was going to be same. Yeah, same. But I didn't put together that he was supposed to go on or was going to go on vacation for a little bit. So he's not going to win the belt, which is fine. So then I was like, oh, yeah, you guys are right. It'll be Danielson, Moxley, and Danielson should win. And then you give, and then Brian is now a one time AEW world champion, which one gives validity to his AEW reign, two makes him a fucking world champion. Let's go. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And he's, yes. he yes. is one of the best wrestlers in the world still. The I mean, best. when he fucking came in last year it was unbelievable like i had him as one of my wrestlers of the year last year and he was only there for six months less four i mean man, granted yeah. that counted what he was doing earlier in the year with roman and wwe but right. but the, match, the matches that he put on with kenny and the matches that he put on with hangman bro like, he came on he came out like a fucking house on fire bro yeah and and i would love to see him get the win and and put some legitimacy on the title until full gear when mjf catches that chip in but is that we were talking last night on the show and Justin and Marcus were kind of seeming like that chip. They can just cash it in like a money in the bank briefcase. I don't think so. Can he come out after Brian wins the title at Arthur Ashe and be like, I want my title shot right now and no. win the belt. No, no, okay. that has never been established. I mean, as far as I know, I'm pretty sure it's, I, yeah, I don't think they've said anything unless that's like a new rule. Cause who's had, who had it before? Um, Scorpio like Sky. Did Brian Cage win one? I know Brian, he was a Brian Joker Cage, in one. Scorpio Sky. But it's never been like a cash in, and it had never been for the world title either. Scorpio's was yeah. for TNT. I don't even remember what Cage's was, but yeah, that, I don't think that is the case at all. Because if it was, I think they would have established that more. And yeah. so I think it's just he's the number one contender, is what all right. it means. So then, do you think then he would say he wants his title match in Newark at Full Gear? Yeah, I mean, I think that's definitely where it's. What's the plan here? Whoever wins this tournament gets him at Full Gear. I do. Say you, do sure. you think MJF wins that match then? As I just was kind of saying, I kind of hope not. As much as I love him, it's like, and as much as he deserves the title, um, let him lose and then challenge again at revolution or winter is coming or what have you and have him. Cause again, I, I just say that just in the stance of like adding prestige to the title, get, you know, give Danielson a f or whomever a few defenses before just handing it back. Cause, cause I do think that whenever MJF gets it, it should be a long reign. You know, we had, 
the first three were all long. Jericho's was about 200 days. Mox about 200 plus days. Kenny's was just shy of a year. Um, Hangman's, you know, was about six months. And now it's been flip-flop, flip-flop, flip-flop. So just in the spirit of that, um, I'm going to say no, but I'm never going to be mad whenever MJF wins the world title. That's for damn sure. But yep. that's kind of my take. Yeah, and let's spit on Dynamite really quick before we get out of here. So we talked about all the, the the things that preluded into the show. The MJF promo, he came out, he acted like a big yeah. baby face. <laughs> quickly, quickly, once Mox got out there, Mox is like, you're full of shit, dude. And MJF <laughs> took the Josh Allen jersey off um, that he was yeah. wearing, wiped his ass, and Buffalo sucks, Josh Allen sucks, which they don't. Buffalo's going to win the Super Bowl. Josh Allen's going to be the MVP. Whoa. But, yeah, big time spoilers there. <laughs> but uh, the – the MJF promo was fucking fantastic. He dropped WWE like four times. Amazing. He said he said Triple H's favorite wrestler of all time. He said Nick Khan is the best Khan in in the industry. The battle of the war of 2024 over his service. Cody. He brought up the American roller coaster, Cody Rhodes. There was so much stuff in MJF's promo. And then Mox comes out. You're full Amazing. of shit, motherfucker. Once MJF dipped out of the ring. The impassioned promo from Mox about how much he loves the industry, AEW, and how much that title means to him was fucking so everything, great. dude. So great. Yeah, prompted me to tweet, if you're one of those people who thinks John Moxley sucks, you can kindly fuck off because <laughs> we know they're out there. Uh, yeah, it was unbelievable. And, I mean, that's something that needed to happen. It's like that's kind of step one in bringing some prestige back to that championship. When you have that motherfucker, the heart and soul, the ace, the MVP yeah. of your company, you know, talking about how important that championship is to him. And he's held it twice now. Um, yeah, I thought that was outstanding. And, you know, we're going to have a Mox MJF match again at some point. We got it at All Out 2020. It was I thought damn good. Um, I thought that show overall was probably their weakest pay-per-view to date, but great main event. And yeah, I mean, we saw like those two together is gold, but it'll be a little while till we see that, I think. But yeah, I'm just fucking happy MJF is back and it's great to have him. Yeah, that was phenomenal. Then we went right into the trios match. I'm fucking banger. I was glad. I would have been fine either way. I thought Orange Cassidy probably was going to get a belt since he hasn't had one in AEW, and I think the trio's chance title is a way to get him a title. But I'll never complain when Death Trial win Death Triangle wins anything. I love Lucha Brothers. I love Pac. What did you think about the match? Yeah, very good. Um, you know, bit of a got a bit of a spot fest, of course, as some of these go with people kind of cycling in and out of the ring. That doesn't bother me. I know some people complain about how you know the refs always lose control whatnot but no very entertaining match could have gone either way and yeah i mean i think when people first started talking about these trios championships i think the death triangle was who people were pointing to because yep. it's just such a fucking hell of a group we've got now our first double champion in aew he is a bastard <laughs> um but yeah, I thought it was great and uh, excited to see. You know, I feel like this is a belt that should be defended often. You know, they yes. have so many trios matches anyway. So excited to see what the future holds. Yeah, I loved it. Love Death Triangle. Love everything about them. Love them from day one. What else we got? Uh, we had Daniel Garcia. Or well, oh, you want, yeah. do you want to talk about the Hangman Brian match? We kind of already alluded to that. Yeah, um, I mean, it was awesome. You know, I had gone five stars on both their previous two matches. I mean, I'm a fucking mark for both guys. 
Um, and at the time of their first two, I think they were two of, if not my two favorite wrestlers in the world, obviously still up there. Um, you know, I, I went four and a half on this. I thought it was brilliant. You know, they didn't get quite as much time and, you know, clearly they weren't whatever, but it was awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you got two commercial breaks, you know, that always means, I think they got like 22 minutes, which was great. I mean, hell of a fucking TV match. You know, I thought Danielson was going to win. Um, these two just have unbelievable chemistry together. Um, and yeah, another incredible match. Yeah, it was it was fucking awesome. The whole show last night was fucking awesome, dude. Um, from start to finish. I, I mean, you if you want to do you want to talk about the women's title really quick or situation. Tony Storm won. Uh, she defended against Penelope, or she didn't defend. She had an eliminated yeah. match against Penelope before last night. The match was all right. I thought the ending was a little bit sloppy. But yeah. what I did like from Tony Storm, I was a pretty big hater of hers about ten days ago. I did yep. want. I did not want her to win the title. Since she's won the title, she's shown a lot of emotion in her face. I told you my biggest thing with her was she wasn't fucking showing any facial expressions. Since then, she is like she's she's like happy and passionate now. So yeah. um, I, I dig it. I, I I like it for sure. Well, you said the word hater, so I'm gonna bring up another hater here. We didn't. I we didn't talk about this at all out, but obviously, I loved that the crowd really got behind her. I was surprised it was that vehement. Um, but again, it's a smart crowd there in Chicago. But she she, she, she was she was the most over of all four yeah, women for sure. For sure. I mean, yeah. and that came through on TV. She deserved it. She was awesome in the match. And then they had that clip that they showed of after where you know Britt was trying to talk to her and she's like, Don't even talk to me. So like they're starting to plant those seeds, which I love. Um, yeah, I hope she wins the belt next you know yeah. like i i think this is now her time finally they they're starting to break her off from brit and i love it yeah absolutely uh tony should be thunder when thunder gets back and merge the stupid fucking titles and then hater goes over brit in their feud and then hater goes yeah. over tony down the road Ab absolutely um but yeah let's talk about the main event of the show let's get the fuck out of here man uh yeah. roh pure championship match daniel garcia in his hometown against wheeler yuda Daniel Garcia goes over nasty submission to end the match, dude. That shit was locked in deep. What'd you yeah, think about this the match? It ruled. Um, yeah, these two, I talked about it before. Eternal rivals. I don't want Garcia in the Blackpool Combat Club. Just as Regal was saying last night, like, we need tough opponents. We need strong opponents. Um, yeah, these two are, again, so good together. Um, you know, I think they're going to have a very, very bright future in AEW. And, you know, they had the match at the ROH pay-per-view. I think I went four and a quarter there. This was every bit as good. Also four and a quarter. The passion from Garcia, man, in his hometown. Uh, on the entrance, after he won the title, fucking love to see that. Um, I think he had an extra gear in him tonight, or that night, which is tough to because that motherfucker's got a motor like no other, but he was fired up last night. And again, Wheeler is the fucking man. I thought he was great, too. Been a nice title reign for him. And uh, yeah, the Garcia story continues as, you know, Brian strapped him with the title and Jericho, you know, came out and was like, what the fuck? I thought that was all very well done. And uh, the intrigue continues into their match next week. Yeah, Bigley said, uh, he said it before, like Garcia be on his own. I love the drama and the story there. Brian putting the title on him, but before Brian had a chance, Wheeler, you to push Brian out of the way. Like, yeah. why are you here? Yeah. But it could have been like, why are you here? But it was also because he wanted to do the handshake for the code of honor, which I thought was yeah. cool. 
Wheeler's sitting in the corner while Brian's strapping up yeah. the belt around Garcia's waist. It's like, what are, what are you doing? Jericho yep. coming out. What the fuck, Danny? What the fuck, Danny? Um, yeah. So that's and cool. Garcia not really paying any attention to him at first as well. Like he kept saying what's and like he wasn't looking at him until like the very end. And then it went off the air. So I thought that was very well done. Awesome. Yeah. Yo, what up, Ivan? Thanks for tuning in, brother. We about to get out of here. I'll be on Circle of Debate later tonight with those boys. Can't fucking wait. Um, I'm a fucking busy guy today. Um, so very excited. Thanks for tuning in, Ivan. Um, but yeah, bro, that's about all I got. Thank you for tuning in. Fucking, this has been a crazy fucking wild weekend between three three pay-per-views, the fucking media scrum, Raw was good, NXT was good, Dynamite was good. Dude, it's fucking, if you're a wrestling fan right now, it is non-fucking-stop. Best time ever to be a fan. Yeah. Did just, you don't be, just don't be dicks to each other. God yeah, right. damn no shit. Did you uh did you want to talk about stardom at all? <laughs> eh, nothing really to report other than you know they're still in the midst of the five star Grand Prix. It's still great. And so the Super J cast is a uh, New Japan podcast I listen to and love. And they're like looking for a stardom correspondent like once a month for since New Japan's gonna be involved with them. So I'm gonna apply. Yeah, um, maybe. So maybe uh, I mean I'm gonna send them some of our shit. Like here's you know a clip of me talking about it. But um, no, I, I guess because we already talked Julius Starlight Kid. Yeah, I don't think there's been anything like incredibly noteworthy since then. But uh, yeah, it rules. Yeah, hell yeah, it always rules, and I can't wait to start checking it out. And yeah, and yeah, I sent you that spreadsheet with the links now, so you're uh, yeah. you're good to go whenever. I know Justin had tuned into at least the Julia Starlight Kid match, but I'm gonna turn that spreadsheet. Actually, I'll make other tabs and be like, here's a Noah tab, here's DDT, and just make a big match recommendation spreadsheet for whomever out there uh, wants it. Yeah. You're the best, bro. And I know you love making lists, so I oh, definitely yeah. appreciate that. Absolutely. Uh, Bakley said, did you see that New Japan is opening up yeah. in Australia? The Oceana. Yeah, I can't remember the name of it, but it's Bad Luck Fale has his school in New Zealand, and it's kind of all around that. Um, so, yeah, that, that should be really cool, too. Dope, dude. And Bakley and Ivan just said New Japan World Tag and Junior Tag are going to be running at the same time this year. So that, that should be a lot be. of fun as well. A couple of tournaments there. But, Brett, I know you need to get out of here, man. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope you fucking enjoy your weekend. I hope you enjoy your trip. I hope you enjoy the Bengals game. I hope you enjoy any wrestling that you watch. The NFL is back, dude. I'm Woo! fucking stoked, dude. Uh, Brett, where can the people find you? At Brain Buster Boys, Twitter, still haven't posted on Instagram in a while. All major podcast platforms under Brain Buster Boys and uh, Visionaries Global Media, as you can also hear this show on there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And thank you and again, I, brother. Go I ahead, guess sir. early next week we'll uh, do this again at some point, probably. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We'll we'll get together as the schedules allow. A lot of wrestling, a lot of football, a lot of stuff going on right now. But thank you again, brother, for tuning in. I or for fucking joining me. I always love fucking talking to you. And thank Same. you to ev thank you to everyone who tuned in, watched the show. Thank you to everyone who commented. I greatly appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, like, subscribe, do the thing on YouTube. You can find the Wrestling Index podcast right here on Floor Cyber Sports YouTube, FloorCyberSports.com, Visionary Global's Media Network, and all audio platforms. Brett, thanks again. We out. Bye bye. <laughs>